it's time to find your corn bay. Today, Travis talks COVID style with Gina Yanata of Macklin International over Zoom. As COO at Macklin, Gina is a relationship expert and head matchmaker. She's giving us tips on coping with new and existing relationships during the COVID-19 lockdown. Let's get into it. So I'm I'm the head matchmaker at um, at Macklin International, and we work with um, clients all over the world. We have an office in mm-hmm. uh, New York City, as I mentioned. Then we also have an office in London as well. Um, so yes, I I do matchmaking, um, but we also have several other things under our umbrella, including dating coaching, relationship coaching. We have loads of psychologists on our team as well. Um, so we provide much more than matchmaking. Um, awesome. At our company. What goes into matchmaking uh, on a human level? Because obviously we have all these new apps and all this technology that's coming out. A lot of skepticism around that. Uh, What does a matchmaker do that's different from kind of uh, Tinder, I guess? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, when you're scrolling through Tinder, you can almost get like carpal tunnel, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Going left and right. But um, in all seriousness, you know, by working with a matchmaker, it's a more personalized service. So you're working with a professional in the industry. Um, our matchmakers, we matched on the basis of compatibility. Um, we use something called compatibility profiling, which is an in-person psychological assessment. Um, and we use that to assess our client and members' values. And that's what we match on based on values. Um, because values are what drives you in life. So if your values aren't aligned, it's generally not going to go past the first or second dates. Um, and our, yep. our clients, you know, they hire us because they want to get into a relationship, whether that leads to marriage, whether it leads to having a family eventually, or whether that just leads to a long-term partnership, they hire us because they're looking for a serious relationship. Um, so yep. we, we help guide them and introduce them to the people that are going to be most compatible with them to help them reach their goal. So you match them based on values, and then once they're, I guess, a match, they go on a regular date, or do they meet on the phone first? Or I guess COVID yeah, is changing yeah. all I of can, that, I'm sure. Travis, I can walk you through the whole process. <laughs> and one thing um, that you also should know as well is that you know matchmaking is not online. Um, so with with the apps like Tinder and, and Match.com, you know you're being matched through an algorithm, and yeah. you know. Go, you log in and you see all of these profiles, right? Um, So essentially, a lot of people that are doing this, they tend to suffer from something called paradox of choice, where Mm -hmm. there's so many options and they can't really figure out who's going to be the best match for them because all they're seeing is a photo and a few sentences underneath. Right. Um, <laughs> so they're kind of just cherry picking, right? They're going yep. through and saying, okay, he looks nice or she looks nice. Let's give it a shot. And then once they get on the date, they're realizing, you know, w- we actually don't really have much to talk about because we really don't have much in common. Although, right. you know, our bios match, we both like tennis. So I thought maybe we could talk about that. <laughs> but how, how long can you talk about tennis for, right? So, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that so makes then, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So when you so when you work with the matchmaker, you know, we meet all of their matches in person. Um, so we get a sense of who they are, their energy, what they look like in person, you know, what what gets them up in the morning, what makes them tick, what lights um what lights them up. So sometimes, you know, I I talk to members and they they start talking about their family and you can see 
this like brightness in their eyes. And it's like, that's yeah. something that is a, a strong value for them. They really value, you know, family orientation. So mm -hmm. things like that, that you can't assess on an app or on a dating site. So how is this process or how is that changing with COVID? Yeah, so <laughs> a lot, well, I'd imagine. <laughs> well, to be honest, again, we've we've been setting up our clients on on video dates since we've opened our doors because I so we work with clients that live all over the US. Of course, mm -hmm. we are located in Manhattan, but we work with clients all over the US. And then our London team works with clients that live, you know, across seas. However, mm -hmm. we do intertwine because I, you know, very often have clients that live in New York or live in the US and they want an international search because they spend time in London or they spend time in, in Paris or, or Asia or what have you. Mm -hmm. So although they're not just looking for matches in New York, they're looking for matches elsewhere. So I'm right. not going to fly to London every time my client, <laughs> you know, right. um, every time my client wants to go and meet someone there. So what I do is I, I set up a video call to get to mm -hmm. know the match and see if I feel that they're a good fit, um, especially if they're traveling internationally, because mm -hmm. they're not going to, you know, fly across the world just to meet, you know, someone for a first date. So we would actually right. set up a video call date to start that. Um, so we've been doing that for so long that now, instead of just doing, um, you know, in-person dates and video call dates, everything moves over to virtual dates. So, so everyone this is virtually. So this has basically always been a part of the process. Now it's just a oh, much 100%. bigger part of the process. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, you know, we had our, our, let's just say our, our New York city clients or our LA clients or our Manhattan, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, our, our Miami clients that have right. only met matches in their own city. So when the whole lockdown came down, you know, we already had dates planned essentially. Right. And then the right. restaurants closed, everything closed down. So they're just yeah. they're calling and they're like, gee, what are we going to do? I mean, <laughs> And obviously they do have the option to put their membership on hold, but they didn't want right. to do that because they're still single. They still want to meet someone and they just, they don't want to put their life on hold because of everything going on at the moment. Right. So I told them about the virtual dating and they were just like, Oh, we, we've never done this before. <laughs> this is something that is completely new. Um, although, you know, we, we just had a couple get engaged actually in the fall and they met for the first oh, wow. time via video. So we, we do this all the time. So once they felt a little bit more comfortable with the process, sometimes I, some people have never really used zoom or Skype or anything like that. So I would make right. sure that they felt comfortable, give them a few tips because you need to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward when they're meeting their matches. Um, but yes, so they started doing it and they're really enjoying it, especially during this time of, um, especially during this time of lockdown where you're kind of missing that, that human connection. Connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So do you stay, do you stay really in close contact with people after a match has been made or how long does the process, when do you kind of phase yourself out of the, the situation? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so we don't try and micromanage um, our clients, <laughs> our clients dating lives, right? So we always set up the first introduction. And um, so we, we set them up for, for right now, we're setting up video call dates. So we'll say, you know, hey, you know, 
this person's available on this day, you know, you're available at yep. the same time. We give them the time, the day, the location. Um, we set up whether it's via Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp. Um, and then that's it. And then if they want to see each other again, we kind of let them take it from there. Um, but mm -hmm. we're of course here for any advice that they may need. And a lot of my clients have been reaching out to me saying, all right, Jay, you know, we're going on our like third video call date now, you know, we need to spice it up a bit. Yeah. Um, so I would kind of give them, um, some advice on how to, how to make it a bit, um, a bit different and more yeah. exciting. Yeah. I'm super curious, uh, with the quarantine going on, kind of what happened to somebody's relationship that might have started in january so if a brand new relationship you're just getting to know somebody and then bam you can't see them you can't do anything uh and what sort of tension that's causing people i think that's a hot topic right now uh people that have even been in relationships for years are having trouble uh keeping things interesting with their significant others and also just not killing each other right if they live together or they're stuck together um, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think yeah. most people are used to being around their significant others 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So how, what's your advice on managing that for new and uh, long-term relationships? Yeah, no, absolutely. So you kind of have to look at it from, from two different points of view here, Travis. So you either had problems in your relationship prior to lockdown, or you didn't have problems in your relationship um, prior to lockdown. So for those who had problems in their relationship prior to COVID, their problems will either go away or they'll escalate during lockdown. Right. And then for those who didn't have problems in their relationship prior to COVID, they will either go into lockdown and still not have problems, things are still dandy, mm -hmm. or problems will essentially emerge. So you kind of have four different scenarios that you're working with here, whether it's a new relationship or someone that you've been dating for quite some time. Um, right. And some couples too, you know, they'll find out that that lockdown will bring out problems they didn't have before because their coping mechanisms are essentially ripped out from under them. Mm -hmm. So you, know, you can't go see friends. You can't go exercise at the gym. You can't go right. out to get a fight to eat. So you essentially have to face these problems, you know, straight on, especially yeah. when you're spending 24, 24, seven together. Um, yeah. so that's challenging. Those, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> it definitely can be challenging. Um, especially when you throw kids into the mix as well, because you know, yeah. you have your children, they're working from home. They're, they're kind of adjusting to virtual learning. So it can be a bit chaotic. Um, but one of the most important piece of advice I can give um, to couples, whether you know, you're married or, or dating, um, is that it's so important, especially during a time like this, to learn your partner's love language. Have you ever read the book, um, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman? I have not. You have not. Okay, you got to add it. It sounds super interesting. Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got to add it to your list. Um, you know, Couples might be realizing, hey, you know, we're arguing more, we're fighting more, we're kind of confined in this space during right. um, during lockdown and while we're quarantined. Um, but they have to remember that love is a form of communication. So if you're not speaking your partner's love language, you're not going to be on the same page. And that's when the arguments arise and the um, and the conflict arises. Um, mm -hmm. And there actually are five different love languages um, that in which you can speak to your partner. Can you give me some specifics on on what that means? What is yeah, a love language? Yeah, 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 exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there are five. So let's start with the first one. So we have words of affirmation and uh -huh. people who speak this language, Travis, um, they need to hear words like, I love you. You know, great job. You look beautiful. You look handsome. Um, they need to hear verbal compliments and they need to hear love essentially. Um, right. Then we have our second love language, which is acts of service. Um, so this is where actions are, are a form of love. So it could be something as easy as emptying the dishwasher. Um, it could be as easy as, um, let's see, cooking dinner for your partner. Um, yeah. Just showing actions that will essentially make their lives easier. And then you have um, receiving gifts which <laughs> I know right off the bat, you automatically think, you know, my partner needs to receive this expensive, um, you know, whether it's like a diamond ring or, or what have you, but it's actually not about, um, it's not about the materialistic form of the gift. It's mm -hmm. about the fact that they need to see a token of appreciation. Yes, exactly. A yeah. token of appreciation. Yeah. So let's say, you know, you go to the grocery store, right? And you pick up their favorite candy bar and bring it home. That is an example of receiving gifts in terms of yep. languages. Um, and then you have quality time. So this is spending time together with your partner, but getting their undivided attention. So no phones, anything like that. And it could be as simple as watching your favorite TV show at the end of the day together. Well, sometimes that even becomes hard um, with phones and technology. I've noticed that in my relationship, sitting down and watching a movie without checking your phone every 20 minutes or every two minutes is extremely challenging. So we've started putting our phones in the other room and watching TV at least. <laughs> yeah, I think that's no, a good step. That's a great step. Absolutely. That's a great step. And maybe, maybe that is, maybe her love language is quality time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, and then the last one we have here is physical touch. So Yep. This is, I mean, pretty self-explanatory, but this has been this be easy, as easy as, you know, kiss, kissing, um, you know, holding hands, um, right. showing forms of intimacy. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, go out into the public and, and be obnoxious about it. It's more just right. making sure that you're in physical contact with your partner. And that is how he or she, you know, feels love. Awesome. Well, that's really interesting to know. I'll add that book to my list for sure. Uh, yeah. so tell me what are your clients doing to spice things up, uh, when there's very limited options on, on things to do right now and dates. And I think Netflix is probably like 60 to 80% of what everybody's doing. Uh, what else can we do? So now are we talking about clients that are already in relationships or are we talking about clients that are going on virtual dates? I would say both. Okay. Let's say what, what let's talk about them both separately. Okay, so clients that are in relationships. So this means that they're they're essentially quarantined together. They're on lockdown together. I mean, <laughs> I think if I see another TikTok video, I might <laughs> my head might explode. I feel like that's been the the new thing for couples to do. It's it's <laughs> it's definitely that's a good um, point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so I think you know the the puzzles. I feel like that was so you know quarantine week one. Everyone did the videos, the puzzles, all of those things. Um, but there are actually you know. Know, several things that you and your partner can do um, on date night. So let's say if you know every Thursday, for instance, when you weren't on lockdown, you guys would have date night, whatever you did, you can still keep that as your date night, but do something together while you're on lockdown. So one of the things that I 
that I do like. Um, I, I love virtual fitness classes. So um, I have I have a personal trainer. So I've been working out virtually with her, but she also does group sessions. But you can go on several different um, sites. I think like Barry's Bootcamp does it. Um, yep. Uh, obviously the cycling classes can't do it, but any kind of like Zumba, anything like that, like a virtual fitness class is really fun, kind of gets the endorphins pumping, um, yeah. all of that. So I, I do recommend that. Um, they also have virtual cooking classes, which is really fun. Um, oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. And you can take cooking classes around the world. So there's there's several sites where you can like take a cooking class in like Thailand or something like that. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so I like I like that. And I'm trying to think, oh, you can also do like a virtual tour of like an exotic place, um, like the Hawaii Volcano National Park or the British Museum or something like that. Obviously, right. it's not the same as being there, but maybe kind of just exploring and you can almost like narrow down where you want your next trip to be because you're essentially experiencing experiencing it together. Yeah, and I guess that's an, that brings up another point, especially for uh, longer term longer term relationships. Uh, planning what you can do when this is over. I know I've been planning a lot of travel and things like that. Um, yeah. Loosely, of course, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know what I want to do when things open back up. Uh, yeah. Hopefully sooner, but safer. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, well, we'll get there at some point. But yeah, I think that's a great idea, Travis, you know, to kind of plan things ahead, you know, with your partner. So you actually do have something to look forward to when yep. when you're released from this. Yep. Awesome. Um, let's see what else I have for you. So do you think that COVID, let's say this all kind of fizzles away, which it won't completely fizzle away, but the scary part of it fizzles away, let's say in six months. Uh, what do you think the long-term impacts on dating, relationships, marriage uh, will be? Or at least, let's not maybe not the long-term, but the mid to long-term, next five years or so. Uh, do you think we're going to see a lot of divorce? Do you think we're going to see people actually appreciating spending time with one another more. What's your take on that? Yeah. So I think, I think there's, there's a few different ways to look at this. So I think from a dating perspective, yes, things are, things have definitely changed already, right? Because people are going on dates virtually now. So I think virtual dating is going to become the new norm. Not mm -hmm. saying that everyone is just going to do virtual dating, but I think right. people are realizing like, Hey, this is actually really easy. And you know what? I'm actually open to other possibilities yeah. because I would notice even, you know, clients in New York and they're kind of like, you know what? I just want to meet someone in the Manhattan area just because it's easier, mm -hmm. especially when you're a working professional and you're, you know, you don't really have much time to travel for a date. Um, right. But now, you know, people are exploring the, the outer banks of Manhattan. So that includes Connecticut, that includes New Jersey, that includes yeah. Delaware, that includes Boston, because you can meet virtually and have a few virtual days to see if something develops and yeah. then they can go meet them in person. So it's really just, you know, widening people's horizons when it comes to dating and, and they're exploring different possibilities, which is, which is really great because you're, yeah, you're, that's you know, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that is definitely a positive that comes out of this. And I'm also, I'm someone that always looks at the positives in any situation. So I think, you know, dating is going to evolve from this. I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to take a backtrack. And I know people are worried, you know, about, you know, Hey, when am I ever going to meet someone? Am I ever going to meet 
someone in person ever again. It's going to happen. We're not going to be like this forever. Right. But you you don't need to put your dating life on hold because this is happening. If everything else on your life uh, or everything else in your life is, you know, essentially on hold, dating doesn't need to be a part of that. So right. I, I always encourage singles to continue um, continue seeking and, and finding their partner and, and dating. And, and Hey, we may not ever get a, a time like this where everyone's essentially more available than ever. Cause there's no social obligations after work, you know, right. so it's yeah. a lot easier to get in touch with people as well. So that would be from a dating perspective. I would say, um, video call dating is definitely going to become the new norm and it's, it's more of a positive than a negative. Yeah, it's a lower time investment for sure. Uh, an easier way to meet somebody without a lot of risk. It's safe. It's way less nerve wracking, I think, than going out on a physical date. Yeah. Uh, and then it opens oh, yeah. up the door for all that stuff if, you, if you're comfortable with that person. I think it's a great idea. And I think it's yeah. good. It's ob it obviously was starting to be a thing before this, but this, I think, really pushed people into the direction of uh, needing to use their technology to at least initiate contact with a new partner. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you kind of asked me a little bit about, um, what was it about? Uh, if, if I thought that this would be different for married couples or if they would be yeah, if we're going to see a lot of divorce, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, even domestic abuse, on the upswing, which I think is really speculation and it makes sense. I think, I mean, obviously if, like you said earlier, if somebody's in an abusive relation or you said, if somebody's in a not so good relationship, things could easily escalate. Uh, I'd imagine those same principles apply for domestic abuse. If somebody's in a not so good situation with their spouse uh, and things are a little bit tense or violent, um, this obviously we could speculate has pushed those types of relationships to kind of a dangerous place. So I'm curious uh, what your take is on that and how you think, even for less serious situations, how this could affect a fairly healthy marriage that maybe has non-physical, but still uh, maybe emotionally abusive type problems or just, uh, you know, I kind of think of, a couple that can't communicate being forced into a, a situation for three months where they're stuck together. Uh, I can see a lot of nasty things happening. Uh, and I just wonder how people are going to cope with that and what your take is on that. Yeah. So I think, you know, they can, they can attack this from a few different angles. So if they feel that there is something still there, there is still substance and their communication is off, I kind of revert right back to Gary Chapman <laughs> with the love yeah, languages yeah, and kind of yeah. figuring out how to communicate because it could just be that they're not speaking each other's love language. And I know right. I kind of gave the cliff note version, um, but if you go and read your book, he really gives scenarios where he saved several marriages. You know, mm -hmm. he saved several marriages by really just bringing their communication tactics to light. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, really figuring out what, their communication tactic is and trying that out first. Um, but then also, you know, there's several things that couples can um, take advantage of now, which is, you know, therapy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in that, of course, you know, working under, um, working with people in relationships and having several therapists on our team. Therapy is huge. Marriage therapy, this is something that they can do together while while they're on lockdown to see right. you know, what, what the problem is at hand. Um, that's something that they can 
they can do. Um, I think, you know, there also could be, you have to also look at the joys of being under lockdown as well. So maybe, maybe they had, um, maybe they had problems, you know, beforehand, but now they're realizing that they're spending more time together. And maybe the issue was that they just weren't spending enough quality time together. So they're able to spend yeah. more time together. And now their relationship is essentially working. They're, be, they're being more intimate, they're having more sex, you know, but then alternatively, they could also realize that they're sexually incompatible. One person wants to right. have more sex and the other person doesn't. So there's, there's so many different angles that this can go from, but I would say, you know, if you are having um, issues in your marriage, try and work it out, you know, hire a therapist, work with a counselor, um, read five love languages. And, and I would try and, and work at it that way. And then, and then see if, see if anything changes there. So your overall take, just so I'm understanding you is that this, you don't think this is going to create new problems, but it might bring problems that existed to the surface essentially. Um, so if somebody already had kind of an underlying problem with communication or sexual compatibility or any of those things we just talked about, they're much more likely to be brought up to the service and brought out in the open than maybe when they weren't seeing each other more than two hours a day at dinner time or something, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if they, you know, if they had problems in their relationship prior, lockdown could either, you know, fix those problems or, mm -hmm. or just they, they might create more problems. Um, if they didn't have yeah. problems prior, lockdown could either, you know, they could be the same where their values are aligned and there are no issues or problems essentially arise. So yeah. I think it really depends on what the situation was beforehand. And if problems, if the situation was great beforehand and problems are arising, we need to figure out what the root of those problems were. Um, right. But do I think the divorce rate is going to spike? I can't really say. I mean, I would hope not. Right, I, I, right. I would like to be optimistic and I, I would hope not, but if it does, if they are realizing like, Hey, you know, we're spending all this time together and we're realizing that we're not compatible and we can't work it through. It's better to end the relationship now than right. you know, figure that out years down the line. That makes so sense. It's, it's, it's something that probably could have happened in 10 years, but you're right. kind of learning about it a lot sooner. Right, right, exactly. So I, I think every couple, you know, it's different for every couple. It's different for every person. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say. Cool. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit to the business side of things. So Macklin, Sorry. what do you all do uh, normally to get your clients? And what's changed uh, post COVID? Uh, and how are you kind of reaching out and attracting new customers and clients? Yeah, so I would say, you know, a majority of our business is referral. So that's, that's how our business grows. So we do a good job, you know, for our clients and they refer. Um, so our business is built by word of mouth. So that part of the business really has not changed. Um, yep. However, I do see, you know, people that um, are interested in, in working with us now, you know, in a time like this, in a time of pandemic, people are realizing, you know, hey, what is most important to me in life? And that's right. family, friendships, and relationships. So, and, and that could be anything, right? It could, they're, they're essentially thinking about what is most important to them. And now that they have maybe a bit more time on their hands, depending, they're going yep. to try and solve that. So whether they, 
they hire a matchmaker, they hire, you know, a therapist, they hire a nutritionist, they hire a personal trainer, they're realizing what aspect of their life, you know, they need, um, they need help in. And they and they yep. go ahead and, and do that because they have more time to actually sit down and, and focus on it. Whereas maybe before, especially in a city like New York, I mean, you know, we're, right. we're go, 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 go 24 seven. Uh, tell me a little bit about New York and what it's like being there right now. It's it looks terrible on the news, but I'm sure um, it's not so bad, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely I mean, the city's completely quiet, which I've, you know, I've been working in Manhattan for, you know, as long as I can remember since my first um my first job and I just it's I've never seen it like this where it's just it's so quiet. Um right. the streets are completely empty. Um so yeah, I mean, listen, New York is, you know, we're strong we, you know, mm -hmm. we've overcome several obstacles. We've been through a lot. Um, yeah. We will come out of this stronger. I know that we will. Um, but I have to say, I've, I've never seen the city so quiet. And that, yeah. that to me is, um, it's, it's a little shocking. It's a little yeah. shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. Yeah. But it has to be, you know, it has to be at this stage. You know, it's, it's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, um, yeah, it's definitely shocking. Yeah, it's it's definitely something to get used to. I think I don't think that anybody really totally understood the gravity of the situation, and I still don't think some people do. Uh, but even for myself, it was kind of like going into this the first couple of weeks. Oh, this can't last long. There's no way that McDonald's is going to close down, or you know, Starbucks or whatever yeah. these businesses that we're just so used to seeing never shutting down, no matter what. Like I'm sure the day after 9/11, Starbucks was open in New York. Like that, those kind of things just don't really. We've never seen our country shut down for three months. So um, we, I at least for me, I've slowly accepted it and kind of understood how serious this is. Uh, and it's been a weird thing to get used to because I think people just are trying to comfort themselves and. Um, we have this coping mechanism of like, oh, it's going to end tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Um, and now we're kind of facing time to get used to this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I totally agree. It's, um, it's, it's something that, you know, yeah, no one has ever really gone through, gone through before. And I, I feel like, um, Zoom is definitely benefiting from this. Oh, yeah. the dogs, <laughs> yeah. Like my dogs, oh my gosh, they are, they are loving this period of yeah. lockdown. Because my husband yeah. and I are home twenty four seven, um, yep. so they're really benefiting from, from something like this. I'm actually surprised that they're staying quiet right now. <laughs> I gave them both a bone, um, yeah. put them in my bedroom, and I was hoping for the best. But <laughs> same here. I have a super hyper boxer that's going to need like a forty five minute walk after this call. Uh, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. He's been getting so much attention. I'm you. You know, I work from home a lot, and I take him into the office a lot but still i probably see my dog normally four to five hours a day and now it's just 24 7 he's cuddling on my lap it's pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and then i also see you know all over social media everyone is is getting dogs at this stage yeah yeah um, <laughs> so. which is cool now but we'll see how that turns out in six months for the like, i know I, I know yeah oh we'll yeah cool. <laughs> All right, Gina. Well, it was a super uh, pleasure to chat with you. Do you have anything else you want to talk about or anything that you think people should 
know or keep in mind right now in the dating world or even in the relationship world? Yeah, I would say, you know, if you are dating, you know, continue doing that. Don't, don't put your life on hold just because of everything that's going on at the moment. Um, yeah, virtual dates, you might not be used to it. You might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but really you just yep. got to make sure you have the right lighting. You got to make sure that you look nice, act as if you're going on a date. Um, and it'll feel like a date, you know, brush your teeth, do your hair, all of these things that you would normally do when going on a date. Um, yep. and you know, you don't, you're still single, you still wanna meet someone, you don't need to put your life on hold. Um, and if you are in a relationship and you are feeling, um, and you are feeling like things are, are really difficult right now, seek help. I mean, yeah. whether that's, you know, talking to a therapist, a counselor, reaching out to a matchmaker, um, you yeah. know, we're here to help you during this period of lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, we, we don't want the divorce rate to, to spike as you were saying, Travis. So, um, right. we want to make sure that we can, you know, work through these problems because a lot of these problems are solvable. It's just, you're not so used to spending a lot of time together. So you might need to work a few things out in your relationship that maybe you were never, um, you never had to in the past. So, right. Yeah. Makes a lot Getting of sense. Eager for more? Make sure to visit MacklinInternational.us and follow the matchmakers on social media at Macklin underscore international. Subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss. It's eight o'clock somewhere.